Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1905. The topic is Q&A and the title is How to Get Started in Bodybuilding and Aesthetic Competitions. So we had a listener reach out and their goal in the new year is to compete in an aesthetic competition. Now, this is a female she wants to eventually compete in women's physique, which would be the most muscular category for women at the moment. Now, she believes that she'll probably have to start with women's figure first, and uh, that she's upper body dominant. She has some good shoulders. She has good back detail, but she doesn't have very large legs. So she's going to start with figure first and then continue to grow her legs and eventually get into women's physique. If a woman was starting with a dominant lower body but a smaller upper body, she might do women's wellness because that's more of a lower body dominant kind of category. If uh, you're kind of starting without a lot of muscle anywhere, (laughs) a bikini would be a good kind of balanced look where it gets you on stage, gets you into the competition feel. You get to practice training for the goal, nutrition for the goal, and get on stage, and then you can kind of continue to grow from there if you want to continue to grow. But... That was a question that was posed to me, is how do they get started in aesthetic competitions? Now, the reason why I wrote bodybuilding in the title is because it's just going to get more hits uh, on like searching tags and whatnot. Aesthetic competitions is a a, a kind of maybe a, a term you haven't heard often, but when you think of a bodybuilding show, bodybuilding is typically thought of now as men only because they got rid of women's bodybuilding as a category uh, in in a lot of federations because they were trying to promote less drug use in the non-tested federations for women. They were trying to, basically they're trying not to reward women being more muscular. They want some muscularity, but they're trying to get them to take like less drugs which are having masculinizing and negative health effects. The idea is to promote less drug use. Now, whether that accomplishes that is a whole separate podcast. <laughs> but when when you think of bodybuilding shows, it's a very incomplete terminology because bodybuilding is only one category. In women, there's bikini, uh, figure, physique, women's uh, oh gosh, like women uh, wellness. Yeah, so bikini, wellness, figure. Physique, gosh, you had a mind blank there because they used to do fitness, uh, which I don't think some categories, some federations do now or not. So there used to be different categories, now they're all changed. <laughs> but those are kind of the dominant ones for females. For men, there's men's physique, classic physique, and then bodybuilding. Men's physique is the guys that wear the board shorts, like swimmer shorts. Uh, classic physique is bodybuilding, but where the shape is argued as being more important than muscular size and then bodybuilding is just get jacked (laughs) doesn't matter if you're pretty just get jacked so for men they have those three categories and then some federations have transformation categories there's there's a little bit of difference because there's not one only federation uh you know if you think of like the the nba there's a wnba for women there's the nba for men that's it uh, NFL, it's the NFL. Uh, Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball. <laughs> NHL, NHL. When you think of bodybuilding, there are a lot of federations. There's a lot of groups and organizations that do those kind of shows. So there's a lot of variability to the categories and options at different events. So 
Again, the reason why I wrote bodybuilding is because it's going to hit a lot of people, but I don't want to be exclusive of people who are interested in the other competition categories. Okay, now that I got through all that, <laughs> uh, the reason why I want to say that it sounds like I'm maybe trying to be politically correct, but I just want to point out that, in my opinion, saying bodybuilding as like a, a, an umbrella term is very antiquated. So if you talk about going to a bodybuilding show, it's a very antiquated phrasing because bodybuilding is only such a small section of the shows now uh, and i wish they would have a different term for it so i use aesthetic competitions because i want to be more inclusive of the other categories but you probably don't see people using the term aesthetic competitions very often there you go now when you're thinking about getting into aesthetic competitions the idea that the listener sent this in was they don't want to just build muscle and be lean. They want to do that for the purpose of competing. So they wanted to know not only how do I get into training and nutrition and supplements for the, my goal of building new muscle and being lean, but also how do I get into competition specifically. But with that said, the first place to start is how are you going to pro? Like how are you going to get on stage? Nutrition, training, and supplements. So nutrition, we have a free option. You can go to the website www.brewlandgym.com. Go to free nutrition education. The first link there is how to create your own nutrition program. You can set up and create your own nutrition program following those instructions. That will absolutely work well as an off-season uh, nutrition program. Then when you get ready for the competition, you do have to do more specific things such as narrow down food variances, narrow down uh, meal timing variances, uh, kind of match better timing uh, of digestive rates to the time in between your meals. You have to reduce sugar intake. You can possibly have to reduce, I mean, increase protein percentage. There are a lot of modifications that you may need to make as you get closer to a competition. But just to get you started, that document on our website is absolutely what you would need. If you go to a coach, they're going to give you variations of that, hopefully. I have seen everything under the sun of what coaches have given to people from the best to the literal worst, uh, that it's just absolutely insane. What you should expect from a good coach if they're going to give you a nutrition program is something that allows you to control what you do so that way you're consistent with known habits each day, but allows for variability so you can balance life. So clients that I work with, I give them caloric ranges. So we might aim for on a training day, maybe 2,400 to 2,800 calories. On a non-training day, maybe it's 2,000 to 2,400. So we have a range. I'm never going to expect a client to hit an exact number every day. That's impossible, basically. Uh, and that would just set them up for a failure mindset. And then for protein, we're going to have a minimum and a maximum. If the person does tend to sometimes overconsume protein, I will give maximums. But most people just need a protein minimum. We're also then going to control our sugar intake outside of training times. And then from there, we just choose foods based on what that person prefers, how they digest their foods, you know, what's the best digestion for them, and then how do they feel when they eat certain foods. So do they feel better with 
higher carb? Do they feel better with higher fat? Do they feel better with meals being mixed? Um, you know, can they variably switch throughout the day depending on what they're doing at the time of each meal? Then we choose foods based on preference. You know, so if they like rice versus potatoes, we eat rice. If they like potatoes versus rice, we eat potatoes. Uh, just allow for food variance because no one is going to be able to control every aspect of their life. You're not always going to have the same foods available every single day. So having some options allows for variability, but remaining to be consistent so you can get an outcome that you want and know how to make changes along the way to continue to push and progress that outcome. The worst things I've seen from coaches is it'll be a diet where breakfast, two whole eggs, eight egg whites, two, like one cup dry oats. And that's it. They don't tell them any options. And they don't even tell them the calories that's in that, the amount of protein that's in that. They just, they're supposed to eat that. And then lunch, it would be six ounces grilled chicken breast, one cup broccoli, one cup white rice. That's it. They don't tell them about condiments at all. <laughs> they don't have any variability, any variance. And then meal times are like, you have to eat at 9 a.m., you have to eat at noon, or you have to eat at 11.30. It's all down to like singular minutes, which is a joke. Uh, just any coach that gives you that, it's absolute trash. Absolute trash. Because it's unnecessary. And it makes it so strict that the person's going to feel like they're failing all of the time uh, when they're really not because things don't need to be that precise for them to make great progress. So I've helped people get pro cards in tested and non-tested organizations. And we've never had to be like down to like singular meals and things like that until maybe the last, say, six to eight weeks before a show. Some clients have never had to do that. They get on stage, they do fine, uh, even with variable food intake. Some clients, we do have to get more specific. So it's a little bit different per person, but that's only in the final last, you know, four to eight weeks. If you're in your off-season or you're trying to build in the, like, you're in a building phase, uh, you, you absolutely should have more variability so that way you can make progress, remain consistent, but balance life and not burn out mentally, which can happen very easily. But that's for nutrition. If you want a free option, go to our website. If you get a coach, you should expect to have calorie ranges, uh, you should expect to have food options, variability. You'd have scheduling variability. There should be a way for you to personalize the approach rather than having you have to modify every aspect of your life to a singular approach. Training, we do have free options as well on our website. Again, you can go to www.brutalinergym.com, go to free program examples. On that, we have one-on-one -on -one client examples and we have general free templates. So if you're looking for aesthetic competitions, we have fat loss and shaping uh, templates, which would be great for anyone doing, like a female doing bikini, wellness, or figure. If you're doing physique, you probably want to focus more on building. So we do have female shape development program, uh, which is if you're already relatively lean and you just need to build muscle, that would be a good program. We have bodybuilding uh, for male or female that wants to just get jacked, uh, getting as big of muscle as you can while having a small waistline. Uh, so we have all those programs you can find for free on our website. If you hire a coach, what should you expect is, again, you should expect them to personalize the approach. When I write programs for clients, I write it for the gym that they go to. So I'm never going to have them do, uh, you know, if their gym doesn't have a seated leg curl, I'm not going to write seated leg curl 
like I'll, I'll know exactly where they train. I'll know what equipment they have, and I'll ask them to do that that, that equipment. Um, then we also I'll also personalize the programming to whatever their schedule is. So maybe they can only train on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they can't train the other days. So I write it for those days. Uh, whatever it is, I write it for their schedule. I write it for their equipment. I write it for their abilities. Uh, I've had clients where they maybe want to do bodybuilding, but they have a history of like a knee injury. And then the programming has plyometrics in it. And it's because the, the trainer just copy and pasted it from their uh, previous client or they're using a template, which is just trash. Uh, so if you're paying for personalized programming, it should be 100% personalized. If you're paying a reduced price just to get a workout template that the pro the coach would send to anyone with that goal. So you're like, okay, I want to do bikini. So I'm going to buy the bikini program. Well, then no, it's not going to be personalized because you're buying a cheap version of a program that's better than nothing, better than going into a gym and winging it. But if you want a good, like cheap program, use the ones we have for free on the website. They're going to be much better than any bull crap you'll find from uh, another coach that's relatively cheap or free. Uh, and then the reason why I can say that, and I know that's aggressive and kind of uh, arrogant, but the idea is I, I take a lot of time to write my programs and I care a lot. So I know it's gonna have a lot of detail, it's gonna have a lot of personal like personalization uh, capacity that a lot of other programming won't. And then if you do pay for one-on-one uh, coaching uh, kind of programming, it should be 100% personalized. They should ask you a lot of questions. They should modify things based on the answers to your questions. You know, if you have a shoulder problem, you shouldn't have shoulder demanding exercises. If you have a hip problem, you shouldn't have hip demanding like, exercises. They should be able to work around issues like that and work within equipment that you have and abilities in your current abilities. Then if we look at supplements, uh, again, we have free podcasts that you can listen to supplements. So that way you can learn kind of what are the right ones. Like what's the, what's the minimum effective dosage, uh, basically. So podcast 1800 is a Q and a podcast titled are supplements really worth the money. That would be a good one to check out. Then we also have uh, in regards to uh, growth supplements, podcast 1528 is a Q&A podcast titled Glycerol Supplement and Growth Supplements. So you can learn more about muscle growth focused uh, supplements. So that is totally for free. You can listen to those and then pick out whichever ones you can afford. Uh, if you get a coach, what should you expect? They should focus on kind of health first, <laughs> meaning it should be like multivitamin, uh, you know, mineral vitamin supplement. Maybe they want to focus on joint health. Maybe they'll give you some extra things, extra ways to get some protein in, like protein powders. But it should be focused on health, not the first thing they give you is a fat burner that has tons of caffeine and a diuretic in it. That's not going to be the best place to start. And then also... They should be open to you buying various brands. If they recommend only their brand, that's a huge red flag. Uh, or if they if they say, you know, any other brand is crap, this is the best brand you should have, again, a huge uh, red flag, even if it's not their brand. Uh, there are brands I favor and I personally buy, but at the same time is... You know, like creatine is creatine. If you want to take creatine, you can get it from damn near anywhere, uh, whatever is most convenient for you. Uh, one of the ones I like is NutriCost. It's not super 
publicized. It's not like a, a sexy kind of labeling, but it's a good company. They have good basic ingredients. They do what they say they're going to do, and it's a relatively low cost. Uh, so the choice of supplements should be what's best for you, but also then what's the cheapest of that. Not, you know, here's here's $60 a month BCAs, like bullshit. <laughs> so uh, find stuff that is necessary uh, for your situation. Not even that it's really necessary. They're supplements, meaning they're supplemental. What's necessary is nutrition and training. Supplements are just on top of that. So not necessarily what's necessary, <laughs> but what can be helpful to you. And then what's the cheapest version of those things that is still effective. Now, that is nutrition, training, and supplements. That would be a great place to start. We gave you some free examples, gave you what to expect if you get a coach. Now, learning more about competitions. The kind of first thing I ask clients is, are we competing in tested or non-tested? So drug-free or take whatever drugs you want. And this is helpful because if you're going to take drugs, you want to take ones that maximize the, the positive impacts while reducing the negatives as much as possible and it's good to know okay if you're taking drugs or if you've taken drugs in the past we can't go to a drug a drug tested or a drug free one because we don't want to cheat there are people who do take drugs that they know cannot be detected and then they still compete in drug free ones i think those people are assholes <laughs> uh, but they do it uh, because they can place high and they can get a natural pro card and say that they're a natural pro even though they weren't natural so it's always about ethics get in there as well but if you're not taking any kind of uh, illegal drugs or supplements like that then you definitely don't want to compete with those people because it's like taking a knife to a gunfight you know you can have the best knife in the world but if they have a gun they're going to win so assuming that the gun has bullets <laughs> but the idea is you want to compete where it's fair and equal so you would look at drug-free versus non-tested federations and then you would say okay well what what federations what organizations are near you if you're looking at uh, non-tested uh, npc is going to be a good place to start now NPC does at, offer some all-natural kind of or like uh, tested shows, so you can look at that if you want to. Uh, but more common kind of uh, drug-free ones are the OCB, the NGA, WMBF. There's a lot more, I'm sure. Uh, but those are the ones that I've had the majority of my clients compete in is NPC, NGA, OCB, WMBF, and uh, we'll branch out from there. But you could look at those those organizations websites find out who hosts comp like competitions near you i would definitely recommend going and watching one that could be very fun so that would be a great way to kind of increase your exposure to get yourself more and more comfortable with the environment and also just to kind of get a better idea of what in the world you're going to face uh, when you compete so definitely go attend one if you can that's going to be very helpful and then the next question is what category should you compete in so i've talked about bikini wellness figure physique uh, men's physique classic physique bodybuilding how do you know which category is right for you my favorite thing to do is to ask clients to check out posing videos from those organizations so if you're trying to decide between bikini wellness and figure go look at the olympia uh you know videos posing videos or local npc videos or nga videos or ocb videos try to see what those athletes look like in each category the reason why i like this is i would ask the client 
which body type do you like? And which posing style do you feel most comfortable with? Because you're going to look like what you look like on stage for one day, but then you still have to have that body for the rest of your life, (laughs) for every other day that year, you know, until we continue to build and develop it and maybe make it into something a little bit different. But you want to be comfortable in the skin you're in. So if you were like, okay, I was told to do figure, but I like the wellness look better, then do wellness. And maybe you have to take six extra months or even a full year more to change your muscular shape and change your body composition, but go towards a body you'd actually like. That will be a much better process because you're going to stay more motivated. You're going to be happier in the off seasons. You're going to have a lot more satisfaction with the process if it's towards a body that you actually like. Then also with the posing, sometimes people don't like to, like some women don't want to be in high heels. They don't feel confident walking in high heels. So don't do figure (laughs) because you have to be in high heels. Uh, Some women don't like doing like bodybuilding poses. They like more of the glamour and glitz of the heels and, you know, or the bikini kind of look and feel. So I would encourage them to do that. So compete in a category that you like the look, compete in a category that you like the way in which they present their body. So that way you can have the most comfortableness as possible in an experience that's probably going to feel pretty uncomfortable at first. Okay, the last thing we look at, the last question is, when should you compete? This is a little challenging, but what I would recommend is going to a competition. Once you know what kind of competition, whether it's drug-free or non-tested, once you know the organization that you'd like, once you know the category you'd like, then go to a competition, look and see what those people look like. See what they look like on stage. Now, this is going to be very challenging because you're going to see them at their peak and you are unlikely at your peak. (laughs) So you're going to look at them and be like, oh my gosh, they're way leaner than I am. They should be. They're on stage. You are not. (laughs) Uh, But it gives you an idea of what to look like. And then if you don't want to hire a coach yet, You could ask people who have competed before, whether you know them personally or reach out on social media, ask them, hey, you know, based on the way I look, what do you think? Do you think I could compete or not compete? Uh, You get what you pay for, so you can ask people for free and you will get free advice and it'll be worth exactly what you paid for. Could be good, could be complete crap, you have no clue. Or you could hire a coach (laughs) or at least contact a coach and say, hey, You know, I'm looking at competing in the future. I'm shopping around for coaches. I don't know if I'm ready yet, but could you look at my photos and tell me where you think I am in relation to when I could compete? So maybe you send them some photos um, and, you know, please wear appropriate clothing, but send them photos of what you would look like. Uh, For women, you can wear like like spandex shorts and like a sports bra. Uh, For men, you can wear spandex shorts or swimming trunks. Uh, Please don't send like photos in your tidy whities <laughs> So, um, but send photos that are appropriate. Oh, please. Uh, but send photos that are appropriate. Or maybe just ask them first if they'd be willing. That would be nice. <laughs> Let them say yes before you send the photos. But, 
you can get a coach's opinion. If you tell them that you're shopping around for coaches, they'll probably take a couple minutes and give you an opinion. And that's at least a better opinion because they're an actual coach. Or you could pay someone and say, hey, could you evaluate? You know, could I talk to you for 30 minutes? Could you look at my photos? Tell me what you think. Maybe that way you don't have to commit to them, but you maybe give them a little bit of money. That way you get their undivided attention and you get their full knowledge. So there are ways in which you could do it for free. There's ways you can do it with a reduced cost. But that would be when you know to compete is you have to get some confirmation because you're going to be your own worst critic. You're going to tell yourself you're never ready. So getting somebody who has experience with it telling you when you would be ready is very helpful. Awesome. Okay, hopefully all that information was helpful. A ton of stuff is on our website. So definitely if you haven't been there yet, go check out our website. Check out all the free stuff. If you see anything, like if you don't see anything that you wanted, just shoot me an email at the bottom of pretty much every page on the website is a contact form, but it's definitely on the bottom of the home page. Just contact me. Tell me what you were looking for and I'll, I'll send you some information. But I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I hope that this was helpful information. If you need anything, reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. Right now, I'm offering free 15-minute consultations. So you could take that opportunity to contact me and ask me if I would like to look at photos or give you some opinions on things. Um, And then we can set that up. I'll give you whatever I can give you in 15 minutes. And you can take that information and run with it. If you decide to work with me, great. If you decide to just take that and go on your own, great. I enjoy the 15-minute consultations because I get to meet a lot of unique people. I learn something from it every time. I do prefer that people reach out if they're interested in working with me uh, because I don't want it to be you know, something where I spend you know, 10, 20 of these sessions a week and only come out of it with one or two clients. The idea is to give a client, a potential client, a chance to meet me. We talk about your goals, the challenges you're struggling with, and then what we could do to overcome that. So I wanted to do it as a kindness gesture to give people a chance to talk to me before they would have to commit to anything. So please be kind in return and, and use that if you think you're going to be a client. Okay, you can sign up for that via email, brutalironjim at gmail.com or on the website on the 101 services page. Okay, well, if you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening.